0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for Son of God.
1: Do you need help? There's nothing to
2: help with. What are you doing? Going fishing. I'm telling you, there's no fish out there.
0: How did this happen? Come with me. What are we gonna do? Change the world. Your sins are forgiven, my son. I thought only God could do that. Which is easier?
2: To say his sins are forgiven, or say, he get up and walk.
0: I've had reports of a young prophet of Nazareth. It's rumored he works miracles. They all do. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Pray to him, and he will listen.
3: 5,000 came to see him.
0: 5,000. Your hunger for righteousness will be filled
2: through me. Who knows what Pilate will do if the crowds run out of control? That man, Judas, he wants to help us. I will crush any rebellion.
1: Save us from the Romans, Lord.
2: There is something unusual about him. We must arrest this false prophet. But what if he is who they say he is?
3: Somebody tell me. Peter, come. Answer if you can.
0: One of you here will betray me to my enemies.
3: I want someone to tell me what is the soul of a man?
2: Jesus of Nazareth, you are charged with blasphemy. He has employed demons to heal. He threatened to destroy the temple. Tell us.
0: Are you the son of God? I am. Gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator from AOL.com, Brian Balthazar, and tonight's guests, Diogo Morgado, Mark Burnett, and Roma Downey.
3: Hello, everyone. Hi there, everyone. How are you guys? So I wanna, I wanna introduce, for, I wanna introduce you all. I guess you just uh, want to know that uh, this is as exciting for me as it is for all of them. But you know, we all know the enormous success of the Bible miniseries. So now tell me, how did you know it was the right time to make this film? A lot of people might say, we, we know this story, we've seen this film before. How did you know that this was the right time? Do you, do you feel like people already know this story?
2: Well, I think that it's been 10 years since Jesus was on the big screen with Passion of the Christ. It's been almost 50 years since his entire life story was dealt with on the big screen and the greatest story ever told. And we just thought this was the the time to bring the story of Jesus uh, in a cinematic experience, larger than life, to feel it's an epic movie, sweeping and deeply emotional.
1: And there's some research, right? Yeah, we're talking backstage. This is true. I'm not making this up. Uh, In England last week, they did a survey, which was on BBC. They surveyed thousands of British kids, three in ten kids... So only three in 10 kids knew that the story of Jesus came from the Bible, which is crazy. I mean it must be the same in America. It got worse. 46 uh, percent uh, of them had no clue about David and Goliath being in the Bible. And I think over that 60 percent, uh, when they present- presented a Bible story and given the tick test, thought it was from Harry Potter. So it just shows you the biblical illiteracy. Yeah, you know, it's just it's so
2: awful. When we were out on the road with the Bible series, we were actually asked if Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. I'm not <laughs> That's kidding. That's mortifying.
1: Huh? If this was a comedy show, it would be fun. But actually, this is true. So there is. I mean, we. You can't predict timing, like. No way I knew that it was the right time for Survivor to be on television or the right time for a new singing show in The Voice. You can't predict that. So we couldn't have predicted it, but it turns out it's coming at the right time. When you hear these kind of surveys that people just don't know, um, and clearly the Bible is not taught in public schools anymore, so there's a whole generation who may grow up, be in their late 20s, go overseas on business, be in some median soul career or Berlin, Germany. And someone says, that reminds me of like David and Goliath. And they're like, sorry, I, I don't know what that is. It'll look at them like, what are you an idiot? You know? So it's good that people have got some consciousness. And clearly with Son of God coming out and then Noah and then Exodus, it clearly is gonna be a big year for Bible-based movie stuff. Right. And, and s- last year was even bigger.
3: And speaking of that, you you mentioned a lot of the other films, there have been some scrutiny on whether they're telling, telling the story the right way or the, the, it, the, the, way that, the way that it's told in the Bible. How is it, how is it portrayed in this film in particular? How, how much attention did you pay to the
0: detail as it was in the Bible? I mean, the truth is, uh, I, I think it, it's, it's, it happens the same thing as the Bible per se. I mean, you know, there's a lot of interpretations of the Bible and there's a lot of ways of seeing it and reading it. But the truth is that um, we have to stop Be picky about the words and truly understand the wider meaning of the words and the the wider uh, meaning of the message. The message was a message of love, of compassion. We can identify with that, regardless of whatever we believe, you know. And bringing to this new generation, this new audience, a a cinematic experience as Son of God, you know, it's for a lot of kids out there. It's going to be the first time that actually they're going to see the figure of jesus you know it's almost 50 years ago that the, the 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 greatest story ever told that we we actually saw the whole life of jesus on screen was almost 50 years ago so imagine and we all know how we evolved uh, technology and you know, so today we 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 can use the tools visual tools that can really help us you know to tell the story as accurate as possible, so we're not telling the story about the donkey and the desert and the sand, the sandals anymore. We're talking about a profound and meaning, um, a really true, uh, strong story about and a close story about the the whole life of Jesus. You know, it's epic, it's big, but it's also personal and intimate. You know, so it's it's a wonderful way for people that already know Jesus, that is in love with Jesus, fell in love all over again. And for a lot of people, that never like like Jonah's wife of, of who? <laughs> Come on, you know to understand who Jesus was for real.
2: You
3: know, there's such an immense responsibility not only in portraying Jesus and you and you playing Mary, but also casting those roles. I want to I want to take a look at one more clip, uh, the Don't Be Afraid clip, so we can because you're absolutely transformed when we look at you right here, and then I want to. Everyone to have a chance to see you again in this clip, and then I want to talk about how you go about casting such an important role
2: My son
3: Don't be afraid
0: Everything is possible
3: with God. It's an amazing moment, a powerful moment. So talk to me about finding the right person to play Jesus.
2: Well, I think that... um, We wanted to find someone that could bring a humanity to the role. Uh, We're showing that Jesus was the son of God, but he was also a a son, he walked the earth as a man, and we wanted to find someone who was strong, who had presence, uh, but who also could play tender and be compassionate and show kindness. And um, we often said to each other, Mark and I, that we were looking for an actor who could portray the lion and the lamb. And I think that we found both of those qualities in Diogo Morgado.
3: And what was it like to take on that role? What a responsibility did that feel like to you? And how did you immerse yourself in this role?
0: I think part, being panic is part of the process. Um, the first thing I, uh, I mean, I truly never believed that I, I, I would be the one, you know, uh, to do something like this, even when I did the first uh, audition. Um, after our, um, our meeting actually was supposed to be a meeting of a 15-minute meeting it turned out to be a two-hour conversation with, te- with these two wonderful pro- uh, producers and I was like even though even then I was like no, there's no way I'm gonna do this I mean it's Jesus how can you fill those shoes how can you how can you really connect with 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 millions around the world that it means so much and it, it you have to go straight to their soul you know how can you do that I, out of fear, obviously, I started as a role. Uh, I know I I, I I freaked out and I just grabbed all the books that I could. I started reading everything. I started watching everything. Um, and actually, the thing was that they sent me out to Jerusalem, and it was actually in Jerusalem while I was uh, next to the crying wall. I was reading uh, my books, and there was I tell this story over and over again because it was really a change of of, of, of set for me. Um, there was his father and this kid, they were praying next to the crying wall. And two hours later, later, when I was about to leave, they were still praying. And I was like, what I'm about to do is going to have a tremendous impact on this kid's life. Probably more than his father, because his father has you know, his own references and, and everything. But his, this kid, we're living in this visual world. We, I'm, I need to talk with this kid personally. We need to reach out and, and, and touch this kid's soul in order to change the world, as we, as we so beautifully use that reference in, 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 in the movie. You know, so it was, I felt really, really responsible, you know, and I, as a father, I was like, I have this thing. I can't, not even for one second being distracted I have to su- fully immerse myself in the love of Jesus and, and, and the love of this, the scriptures, and, and I have to immerse sh- to myself in that and just feel, feed, uh, feed, keep feeding myself out of that. So that was, it was a personal and spiritual journey for me, so I, it's really hard for me to put into words exactly what happened. It was just like, you know, be available for that love.
3: Now this it was almost a year ago now that the miniseries premiered, 10 parts, Never below 10 million viewers. This is on cable, up, sometimes up to 14 million viewers, beating out the major networks. Did you know it would be such a phenomenon? When did you know you were going to bring it to the big screen? I know you're also doing it in Spanish. Is that
1: right? Yes. And by the way, Diogo's third language is English. Uh, Portuguese and Spanish are, are his first languages. And uh, the movie comes out same day, February 28th, in two other languages in America. So it will come out in many theaters in Spanish... Every theater, all three thousand one hundred American theaters are receiving a Spanish version. Because we don't want that to be a secondary thought. That should be an equally primary thought. And a third language, which is going out far and wide, is also a Korean version of this movie, because it's a huge community. So we want it to be like so inclusive. And so, so we're, we're, that's what we're really, really going for.
3: When did you know you wanted to put it on the big screen? Um, Even then?
1: We were, no, we were, we were in Morocco only in the first uh, six weeks of filming. We saw Diogo on the screen and Roma said to me, we should have been making a big screen movie, like a, a feature film, this is so good. And so, we started to, we didn't know if it would get distributed, but we knew we could afford, we've been very fortunate in our careers that we could do it. So we made the movie it was made before the series and then we waited and uh we eventually sent it out and 20th century fox saw it called us for a meeting and said we want to release this wide. we think this is fantastic so as only last october and friday this movie comes out in three languages 3100 theaters all over america it's absolutely amazing
2: yeah we, we couldn't have even dared to dream this big that this would be happening to it I mean when when the the phenomenon of the, the series happened it was just so humbling and so exciting and uh, even more exciting because the the story of Jesus is so powerful and uh, it really deserves this standalone experience um that you can you know it takes you on a deep deep journey um but it's also incredibly epic
3: i was just going to say we throw the word epic around a lot these days but this is truly an epic film i want to look at another clip uh the feed 5000 clip and i want to get on the back half and also talk about the production of a scene like this let's take a look
0: To me. Thank you, Father, for what you bring us. Our Father in Heaven feeds the birds of the air. How much more will He give to you? first and everything else will follow if you hunger for righteousness
2: you will be filled
0: through me
3: so what does it take to that you see that vast landscape of people what did we what verses do we see here i should say what looking at this scene what was actually happening on the scene of that actual production how difficult was it to do a scene like
1: that it's a huge size scene. What, what comes before that even is a boat scene where all the disciples with Diogo portraying are on Galilee and, and coming across a hillside and revealing because they don't know. You got, I mean, we made this authentically. that disciples are following Jesus but don't yet really know who he is. He's a charismatic leader. Could he be the next King David? And they come over a hill thinking there's going to be no one there. And of course, there's 5,000 and you know, it's it was a it's, it's a big it's just one of the big scenes. There's epic scenes in this, like walking on water. This is a full on massive feature film.
2: And then that beautiful music, right? In any film, the music is like another character. And we had the great Hans Zimmer create the score for Son of God along with Lorne Balfe and the vocals of Lisa Gerard, which reunited the team that brought you the musical score from Gladiator. And to hear this in the surround sound in the theater, it's it's soaring. It's one of the most beautiful scores I've ever heard.
3: And that's actually sparked somewhat of its own phenomenon, hasn't it? The music itself. I mean, you're touring with the music, is that right?
2: Yes, that's right. There's a, um, uh, a Son of God and Bible uh, music tour coming up. We have a... Um, uh, obviously, this, the soundtrack is being released and then there's an Inspired by soundtrack with some of the great Christian artists of our day and that will be going out on the road um, in, the, in the springtime and, and bringing a musical experience. All, all the different ways to, to celebrate Son of God.
1: And here's what's that... My, our son... Who's 20 called me the other day and said, Dad, do you know that you have a soundtrack for Son of God on iTunes? I'm like, Yes, I know, James. <laughs> he said I was just looking for new music and on iTunes, Son of God soundtrack came up. So it was funny for my own kid to be calling and thinking he's telling me that we have a soundtrack. It was an accident. No, it wasn't <laughs> just an accident. It's on iTunes. There's an intense you know, there's a
3: lot of intensity to the scenes in this film. How do you kind of how do you deal
0: with the intensity of those
3: emotions and those portrayals when you stop shooting? How do you do that?
0: Uh, Normally, you kind of, I mean, from my own experience, you kind of disconnect yourself from what you're doing. In this particular case, no. Um, It was just a thing that, it it was just, it came to me, it stood with me, and it stays with me. You know, it it, it was life-changing for me. Uh, Because it, there was a lot of things that um i mean i'm 33 now curious yes but uh but uh, th- 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 there's a lot of things that I, that I was not considering thinking you know meditating about and 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 and, and this was something that it just had pushed me to that direction you know and the stepping stepping up for something and and like i said i mean every second was was trying to I was trying to, and we all was try, were trying to tell this story of of how to reach and how to touch and how to drag. People tend to ask me, why do you smile so so much as Jesus? And I'm like, oh yeah, you were just trying to be cool, right? No, I was not trying to be cool. It was not random. It was like another way of expressing love. Because look, those times, crucifixion, were a, a daily freak show. It was terrible. People were not leaving. People were surviving. People were just they were not happy the only thing that they that they had to hold on is their faith and their hope so imagine how magnifying could be just a foreign uh, you know just uh passing by into the village or a city just with this huge smile, you know? Imagine the, the, the kids, imagine the, 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 chil- the children. You'll be like, why is this guy smiling? Nobody's smiling around. Hey dad, are you smiling? Mom, are you smiling? No, there's nobody happy, so why is this guy smiling? I wanna follow him, and that's the word. Follow him, and you will know, and you will see, and you will feel. Yeah.
3: We're, we are a people fascinated with miracles. obviously we see them play out in this film. Were there any miracles big or small, that you felt take place on the set of this people film? People
0: always ask that, you know? It's the thing of the. F- the to miracles: know, I, think. I think people want to like, know. Look, the truth is, uh, there's a line that I think it's beautiful. I mean Jesus says to, to, to Matthew, says, "You know, blessed are those. Um, you, you're blessed because you see me, but blessed are those who will never see me and still believe." And that's the true miracle. That's the true miracle. And when you're available, you know, when your you, your heart is open, the light comes in. There's Roma so so many times said. That's says.
2: right. It's one of my favorite uh, yeah. L- Leonard Cohen quotes in the middle. He says, "Ring out the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack, a crack in everything." And that's how the light gets in. And I think that through the the entire Son of God movie, we see a lot of cracked people, broken people. You know, and I think that's where we identify. There, there's no perfect character in this film except for Jesus. Everybody else is just like us. People struggling with the things that we struggle with. And we wanted very much to show a reality, an authenticity, a grittiness, um, so that we could emotionally. Uh, connect uh, with the audience because remember these guys didn't know they were in the bible they're just real people having you know lives like we are till they have an encounter with Jesus and then their lives are transformed so how do you take
3: 10 hours uh, however many hours you began with for a, a 10 part miniseries? how did you get this to, to be the perfect feature length
1: well, for, for, we had so many more hours and remember the, the movie we knew about two hours 15 had to have its own point of view and a big cinema approach. And the movie really is the, from the point of view of the Gospel of John. And the movie starts on Patmos at Revelation. And the, it's John, an old man looking back. He's the last surviving apostle. The others have all been murdered for their faith. And he's looking back, and he's like the last one, he's been exiled. And he's thinking back and the first words the global audience will hear on Son of God, the movie, is in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God. In the beginning it shows you Adam and Eve, and Noah, and Abraham, and it says the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. And we see the nativity, and you realize exactly who Jesus is. And of course, He's born, he starts his mission, and the disciples start to follow him. And, but there's this like ticking clock because they're heading towards Jerusalem. It's a collision of the Romans under Pilate, the temple authorities under Caiaphas, and Jesus, Jesus leading the disciples into Jerusalem. It's a huge collision course with Passover approaching, so there's a ticking clock. And the movie starts editing faster and faster, and you feel so tense, and you know this story. And you're really hoping this time it's different, that he's not arrested. He's not going to be crucified. But on the other hand, you know he needs to be so he can resurrect. So that's the way the movie and the movie ends up back at Revelation. So this is a, a very different point of view. I also wanted to mention, and he saw in that, um, that Roma um, played Mary, the mother of Jesus. So and when he saw uh, Mary there lifting the cross, that was Roma. Which obviously was a very intense experience for you, Roma.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we know that that Mary was the mother of the Son of God, but she was also the mother of a son. And um, and those scenes uh, at the Passion of Christ, um, you saw the scene there where she uh, rushes in, and and Jesus reassures her, and. Um, you know, she helps him up with the cross, and I think she might have carried the cross down the street for him if she had been able to, as any mother would. And um, it was important that we convey the the humanity in the story. I think that what, what we, you know, we all remembered well, I remember a lot of those Bible movies that I saw when I was a little girl, and and there was you know th- there was just something about them that that everybody felt very holy, and um, and a little bit distanced from our lives. And I think that something we wanted to do in this was to just to make it invitational, so that regardless of your faith base, you know, if you already you know believed in Jesus, that you would come and that you would. You know, love, love, love seeing the story on the screen. But if you didn't know him at all, was it just a chance for you to come and discover and to see who he, to see who he was, to see how extraordinary his life was, and you know, and the opportunity afterward to engage in conversation, Um, uh, you know, bigger questions in your life: what's the purpose of your life? How, what world does God play in your life, and so on?
3: We have some questions from folks in the audience. I want to.
1: There's been so many movies made about the life of Christ. What makes yours different? Firstly, what makes the movie different is, this is a very gritty movie. You know, it's been 50 years almost since The Greatest Story Ever Told. And great movie, obviously, and lasted decades, but it's not gonna work for young teens around the world and young 20-year-olds who are used to seeing these big, epic-scale movies. Things have changed. And this is a very gritty movie. I mean, it was to the point that I mean, Roma was making sure every actor was putting their fingernails in, in, in wet dirt and their feet to make sure their fingers and feet, if you look at Jesus' hands, everybody was covered in dirt all the time. I mean, we know from filming out there, you go outside for 20 minutes and the windstorm comes, you're covered in dirt and dust, very gritty, very authentic. And the tension, the political thriller of this movie, this is a thing that people are going to look at People who know the story or don't know the story and think, wow, I can really feel what it felt like in those days. And this is very scary. The Crucifixion is very hard to watch. We have a PG-13 rating, but it's really tough to watch. But he does come back. As we know, he resurrects. You know, the movie will be um, around the world and people who feel the movie will react to the movie. And... um, Other people will just enjoy the movie as a movie, you know, and in the end, it's a movie. We're not qualified to teach the Bible, obviously. We're not pastors. We're making a movie, and um, we're believing that churches, certainly all over America and maybe around the world, will be using this uh, to teach their their Bible courses for kids. And we already have um, been, it's been used already. It's been the Catholic Church and the Evangelical Church have both taken the movie separately and made their study guides using this footage. I mean, Rick Warren said to us four years ago, Roma, he said, you know, I'm so glad you guys are making this because I'm so fed up using the 10 commandments and greatest story in my classes. The kids are like, are you kidding, Rick? This is like 50 years old. Here's something new to be used. Let me just add one thing, um, which
0: is, uh, it's a clever um, and really good question. The thing is, this is a message of love true also. And regardless of what you believe. And the thing is, there's not that many movies that are talking about love. And there's not that many movies. That are, and there's a lot, a lot of atheists, people that don't have a particularly, you know, faith base or belief. Reaching out to me saying, you know what, Diego, this there was something about that movie. It was something that I know it itched me and, and it touched me in a way that I'm I'm still digesting. I'm still figuring out
1: what happened. You know, he did but a great he did a great job, right? I mean, I've got to <laughs> say, you, Diogo, you. as you see on the screen, what a beautiful performance and just so so glad. I, I think you may be in an English language film the first ever Latin Jesus. I'm
0: not Latin. Uh, well, Portuguese <laughs> is <I'm> Latin. <laughs>
1: The, bi- the series, The Bible on History Channel, um, I heard some statistic that it was like one of the most watched series or something like that. You know, like how do you feel like, you know, that came to be? And I have a question for Diago. Um, do you ever feel like you were led by the Holy Spirit or do you did you ever have times where you prayed on set, you know, like take on this role of representing God and Jesus? <laughs>
2: Um. Um. All these double questions—it's <laughs> confusing. Um. I'll, let me answer first on the on the series. Absolutely, I think that that um, God was moving. I think that people are hungry for hope, and people are hungry for connection to God, and um and people are hungry for purpose in their lives. And a um, hundred million people watched the Bible series in America. And it continues to ripple around the world, and I think that it speaks to to this feeling of of looking for hope. And I think that the that the series brought that, um, but brought it in an exciting and cool way that engaged a whole generation. It brought there were a lot of young kids that watched the Bible series, and so we were very encouraged uh, by that. And and we are also. Christians, you know, who, who made the series that was important to us um, that the project began with prayer. I think every project begins with an intention, and the intention here always was to glorify God and to uh, bring a message of hope and love and truth.
1: And it's a funny thing for you. So yeah, 100 million people in America. In Canada, the Bible series beats hockey, which is the most astounding fact of all went around the world and eventually got on television in Hong Kong and went number one in Hong Kong. So it just shows you the global reach and on the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, the, the last question. Um, definitely, definitely. Um, I think there's no way of you portraying, of, of, of taking a task like this without guidance, you know, and without a spiritual guidance. And I'm, I, ca- I can tell that there's a one scene that you guys can, can see on the, um, on the movie uh, which is the scene where, where Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit, precisely, uh, with Nicodemus. Um, and I must tell you, that was, that was one of the magical scenes that we have, that has one of the, the elements that happened on set, it was quite magical. Which was, uh, w- right about right up when I was about to, to say those lines about the Holy Spirit, Jesus does the, this wonderful analogy about the, the, the Holy Spirit being like the wind, we never know where it comes from or where it blows. And right, right, I was about to say that line, and out of nowhere, and when I say nowhere, it was like nowhere. There was no wind that day. It comes this wonderful breeze. Everybody's everything was just shaking smoothly, beautifully. Everybody was just looking to each other, moved and touched and in tears. And, you know, and then I, I paused, and I said I my, my, my lines, and that, that's actually the take that's in the movie. So I think this is a great example of of what you were asking, definitely.
1: It looks like there's a wind machine being turned on to blow his hair, his robes, the trees. There was no wind machine. This was still night. As he was about to say the word wind, a massive, sustained, supernatural wind, the Holy Spirit came across the Sahara Desert and into the oasis. It was stunning. And Diogo stayed right in the moment and didn't say... Wow, that was a strong wind. He just carried exactly where he was. And when you see that in the movie and you look, you remember when you heard this, that is real.
3: Hey, my question is for Diogo. Um, When you were talking about going into the meetings with Mark and um, Roma about just talking about for the role of Jesus, what finally made you convinced to take on the role, or what they, did they? They
0: convinced do? me, actually. Now the thing is, I grew up in Portugal. I grew up as a Christian, so I knew this was big. I I realized, you know, how exciting it have, it has to be to tell the Bible and 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 portraying Jesus, obviously. So actually, I when I sat with with these two wonderful. Persons, when I said to them what I was waiting for I was like hoping to be just like a 10 15 minute uh, meeting you know just you know to know each other you know it was it turned out to be a two-hour conversation with a cup of tea and we we were not even we were talking about the meaning of the Bible and and the purpose of the Bible and the stories in the Bible more than actually you know the producer Points, points of view, and the actor' points of view. So we were just debating, and and all, and they were shining and they were glowing. So when I left, I was like, I I don't know exactly who they are and what they want to do. I just want to be part of this because it's really rare to see, you know, producers that are about to start something just shining and 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 pr- and proudly talking about something that I knew what it was, you know. So I was like, these are the best people to to take this task, and I want to be part of this.
2: Hi. Um, Before I ask my questions, my daughter told me, you're so hot. In a a good way, in a pure way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She thinks you're hot. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) um, If you had to do this movie again, and I know you were uh, were led, um, what stories from the Bible would you add in your film? That you wish you would have I know, because you, you were yes, limited. It's so much.
1: I mean, you know, the, the Gospels are so big. You know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, then it becomes one of those old movies of four hours long. I don't think people are going to commit to that. You know, we do have the feeding the 5,000. We do have the raising of Lazarus, the walking on water, the miracle of, of the fish. Um, and... and then, of course, there's the, there's the, when Jesus says he will cast the first stone um, and, and the healing of the lame man. So there's a lot of the miracles. The calling of Matthew. The calling of Matthew. And then, of
2: course, the, the passion, the, the Last Supper and the passion and the resurrection. I mean... Um, you know, and the great news is for the stories that you might be missing, there's a great source book <laughs> that we can go back to, but um, you know, what, uh, as best we could do in the few hours that we had, it, we wanted to, to give this great overarching view, the grand narrative of Jesus' life and the grand embrace of his love, and to tell the big sweeping story and, um, you know, I, I, I think that that um, you know that we've done that, we offer it, and it, and we're so excited. We're on the home stretch here. We've been on the road for for several months, and we're, you know, we we see the opening date uh, just a few days away, and it's just really exciting that we get to share this with
1: everybody. I would say I was just thinking because it's a big question, and it's hard to just like be up here like this and just answer. Everyone's got their personal thing. For me personally. If we were to go back and add one small scene, I think it would have to be where the disciples, where Peter sees Jesus speaking to two people when he's separate. And he figures out that it's Moses and Elijah. And he's like, whoa. He's starting to realize, whoa, who is this guy? Is that Moses and Elijah? And then Jesus tells him, you know what? don't tell anybody what you've seen. And it's really like supernaturally revealed. And then there's a moment where Peter says, but if you're the Son of God, doesn't biblically Elijah have to come first? And Jesus says, he already has. And Peter realizes it was John the Baptist. That would be an epic moment. But you know, there's so much we could we could put in. But that's just for me personally. And, but you, know, we, we, you can't get it all in. But the great thing is we can even have this discussion because I'm hoping, or we're hoping, people go watch the movie and go, oh, I wish they'd put this scene in and look it up. You know, and like if you go online now, like Liberty University, a bunch of student filmmakers just made short, like two minute films around Son of God from stuff they'd seen. It's epic. So young filmmakers out there making stuff and it's inspiring. It's great that people are just stepping up and putting this story out there. And it comes back to where we started. Think of that awful, disheartening story out of England last week of how few kids even know the story of Jesus is in the Bible. It must be the same in America. And hopefully, this will make a difference and, 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 and teach that. Um, and we're grateful to have spent the time with you guys tonight. Thank you.